0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Climbing the Ivy on the Fan Sided Network. This is your host, Alex Pat, and today we are doing a very special mini episode. The last time I did one of these by myself, a smaller episode, was to rant about the bullpen. Well, this episode is also about the bullpen, but in a much more positive light. I'm sure every Cubs fan around the planet and around the universe, if there are alien Cubs fans out there, know about Craig Kimbrell. It was announced last night by Ken Rosenthal that he had agreed to terms with the Chicago Cubs. According to Rosenthal, those terms read as a three-year deal, around $45 million. I've seen the reports saying $43 million. So there you go. We'll call it three years, $43 million. The terms are still being worked out. The physical has to be passed. But once the physical is passed and the final terms are all worked out, Craig Kimbrell is going to be a Cub. And he's going to be a Cub for multiple years. This is not like a half-season rental type deal. You can't really classify it as a rental either way because he was a free agent, not a trade. But either way, here he is. Hopefully, we'll see him in a few weeks. I think one of the things that's being worked out right now is how exactly he's going to get ready. You know, it, it sounds like he's obviously stayed in shape. He's been throwing during the season when he's been a free agent. Everybody knew that the reason that he didn't sign until now was because of the compensation pick, and also the fact that he was wanting a lot of money—a lot, you know, six years, a lot of money on top of that uh in the off season so signing him now much more reasonable price because i mean look i know it's not my money but when you have a reliever who's over 30 giving someone like that 5 plus years is a bit riskier so i think 3 years is a very very good way to approach this because you know you sign him for what half a season and he becomes a free agent again It's like, well, did he ever get a chance to fully get into gear with the Cubs? There wouldn't have been much time for that. And anything over three years, it's like, well, if he gets older and he starts to slip and you're kind of stuck with that, you don't want that either. So I think three years is a very, very good way to approach this. It's like the perfect time. I I think a lot of fans are in agreement with that. People are speculating around three years when they said multiple years They didn't think it was going to be like the six that he originally wanted in the offseason. That was never going to happen. Uh, But yeah, here we are. Uh, Once the physical is passed, he'll officially be announced. Obviously, Cubs officials like Joe Maddon and Theo Epstein can't really talk about it publicly until it is officially official. But, I mean, barring anything wild, Craig Kimbrell is going to be closing games for the Chicago Cubs You're not going to see him go multiple innings. You're not going to see him get many four-out saves, five-out saves. He's going to be strictly ninth-inning guy, which is fine. That's reasonable. I mean, that's what he's best at doing, right? This was an addition that I think everyone was hoping for, but not necessarily optimistic. I mean, you can listen to our last episode we did just a few days ago with a Marty and I uh, kind of saying, I'm not holding my breath and I'm not going to be too confident about this. But our pessimism was proved wrong. Craig Kimbrell is going to be a Cub. And I keep saying that over and over, kind of in disbelief. Like, wow, we really got Craig Kimbrell. He's really going to be suiting up in a Cubs uniform. He's really going to be warming up in that new bullpen in the bleachers. He's going to be dancing with all the guys when they hit home runs. He's going to be running out of that door onto the mound as everyone stands and cheers for save opportunities or, you know, to pitch a scoreless inning or whatever opportunities brought into. When he comes out, people are going to be cheering and you know, it's going to be Nothing like we've seen before. I mean, obviously we had Chapman rented for a few months when they won the World Series. We had a very good closer in Wade Davis. But Craig Kimbrell, who right now is probably the elite closer in baseball since 2010. I mean, pretty much a decade's worth of being one of the best closers in all of baseball. He's going to be here trying to continue his career. Again, it's not like he's ancient. He's 31 years old. People talk about last year and say, oh, well, didn't he slip last year, yada, yada. Well, you look at last year and you can say this. The walk rate was a lot higher than the year before. In 2017, his walk rate was 1.8 base on ball per nine. And last year was 4.5 in 2018. But look, he still had a 274 ERA, a FIPA 313, a whip of below one, and a strikeouts per nine of 13.9. And I mean, yeah, you can technically call that a down year for Craig Kimbrell, but if that's a down year, that's pretty dang good. He's had multiple seasons where the ERA was near one. In 2012, his ERA was 1.01. His fielding independent pitching was 0.78 with a 16.7 strikeouts per nine. You look at his whole career, his ERA is below two. It's 1.91. He's got 333 career saves. He's pitched in 532 and two-thirds innings. His career fielding independent pitching is 1.96. So if you look at the FIP and ERA differences, 1.91 versus 1.96... I mean, that goes to show how good he is, because often you'll see fielding independent pitching be a bit higher than the ERA. Sometimes it's lower because sometimes a pitcher has bad luck, but I think if you look at the strikeouts per nine at 14.7 over his career, the fact that he has 868 strikeouts all as reliever in his career, and the fact that his ERA and his FIP are right there goes to show how dominant he's been. Yes, a lot of people want to bring up the postseason last year. It wasn't good last year. But Craig Kimbrell was beaten into the ground last year. Absolutely beaten into the ground. He pitched a lot. I mean, that was a long postseason run that eventually ended in a World Series by the Red Sox. But look, the guy is still really good. And this bullpen has shown so many leaks over and over. I mean, look at look at last night's game when they announced Craig Kimbrell. The bullpen gave up, what, five runs? I know there was a run that was unearned to you, Darvish, when Kyle Ryan came in, but you look at the inning, they scored four, and then they got right back into it. In the ninth inning, they had the tying run aboard and the go-ahead run at the plate. Luckily, Steve Ciszek was able to get out of that. But still, you, you don't want to keep seeing that. And yeah, you may need to add some more depth because Craig Kimbrell just pitching the ninth inning may not quite be enough. It'll be a lot better to have a reliable closer. It'll be a lot better to know that you'll have Stroke for the 8th inning and C-Sheck for either the 7th inning or as a fireman. I mean, pushing those guys back in their roles will only do good things, theoretically. But you're you're going to want some more reinforcements in the middle of the pen Kyle Ryan has really struggled. Brad Brock has really struggled. The walks are really, really high, and it, it just doesn't look like he had what he once had because Brad Brock has had a number of good seasons, but his Cubs tenure so far has been a roller coaster, and when it's been bad, it's been very bad, and we saw that last night. Obviously, you have Xavier Cedeno, who's hurt. Uh, you have Mike Montgomery, who's had injury issues this year and has kind of been up and down performance-wise. I mean, hey, Tyler Chatwood overall is pitched really good, but are you going to want to rely on him all the time? You know, probably not. You want him as a swingman slash guy who could pitch multiple innings. I don't think you want to see him get many save opportunities. He had the one against the Reds and he completed it, but you don't want to see that situation a lot. I mean, overall, a closer by committee is something that can work for a short amount of time. It's not a long-term solution. I don't know if Brandon Morrow is ever coming back. I don't think we can really rely on Brandon Morrow coming back at this point. I mean, we've said this on this show many times. But now that you have Craig Kimbrell, it makes Brandon Morrow's status a little less stressful. I mean, if he comes back and he pitches really well, great, that's another weapon in the bullpen. But now that you have Craig Kimbrell... You're not going to sit there and say, well, we don't have a closer still, or an official closer, and now we do. We won't have him for a few weeks, like I said, but, I mean, hey, you know you're going to have one on the horizon, and you know it is one of the best in the game. So it makes that situation, you know, not as worrisome. The other thing I'll say is... When Craig Kimbrell does finally arrive in Chicago, I don't think it's realistic for me or the fans to expect him to be at 100%. Because, yeah, he's been working during the season. Yeah, he's probably going to be doing some work with the Cubs before he pitches. But, I mean, when you don't have a regular spring training like every other pitcher does, things... Things are a little different. Now, it affects, affects everybody differently. And, you know, maybe he does come out blazing and pitching like himself. But I wouldn't be surprised if there is a little bit of a slow start. It, it, you know, as long as he can, you know, get, make his way to where he is, hopefully by crunch time at the end of the season. And then, hey, if it doesn't all come together right away, you'll still have him for a couple of years. So again, that's nice to know about. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a big move. We wanted a big move this off-season. We didn't get it. They said they didn't have any money. And here we are. Theo gets his guy. One thing that's being brought up a lot obviously is does this truly signal the end of Ben Zobrist? Because he's on the restricted list, not being paid, is the money this year going to Craig Kimbrell? Because, look, the Cubs were going to have money in the future. I think they have money no matter what, but that's a whole different story. It sounded like from the way they were talking that the whole money issue was strictly this year. We know next year there's going to be some money freed up. We know next year they're going to have that TV deal starting. We know there's going to be money for the future, but it was really kind of a matter of this year. Is Ben Zobrist being on the restricted list and seemingly likely not coming back any part of this? I think it's fair to speculate. I mean, money frees up and you you want to spend it, then, you know, there it is. Obviously, your biggest need was somebody reliable in the bullpen and Craig Kimbrell was available. So even though there is no official word, I I hate speculating, I don't want to say anything definitive until we hear the official word, but I do think it is pretty fair to assume that Ben Zobrist is not coming back. And I wrote about this for Cubby's Crib, the article is going to be coming out, if he does decide to call it quits, hang up his cleats, his glove, and be with his family, there should be absolutely no anger from the fans whatsoever, absolutely none. Family is most important. Ben Zobrist is 38 years old. He did what he was supposed to do. Everything he did after 2016 was gravy. The man that had the most important go-ahead hit in Cubs history should get nothing but love and respect from this fan base. I mean, this guy, not only an exceptional ball player, but just a really good guy to his fans. And it's really sad to hear about what happened to him. Uh, But, you know, we should respect his privacy. We should respect his life decisions. And whatever is best for him, he should do. He's got three kids. If he has custody of the kids, how do you expect him to take care of the kids and be on the road at all times? You know, this divorce in multiple states as a traveling athlete, his situation is very, very different than the common man. And there's probably even more to this than we don't know. So... I can't judge Ben Zobris whatsoever on any decision or his absence. Do I miss him? You bet your butt I do. His bat is great to have in that lineup. Even when he doesn't get on base, he has a great at-bat every time. But, you know, some things are bigger than baseball, and he has to take care of himself and his kids. So I will always, always respect that. But this is kind of an exciting time. It was really frustrating this past weekend to see the Cubs get swept in St. Louis. The offense went cold. They couldn't hit with runners in scoring position. Obviously, before that series, you had the Philly series, you had the Red series, you had the Houston series. You saw some opportunities slip away late, whether you didn't come up with a big hit or the bullpen fell apart late. And again, that. That Cincinnati loss that Friday on the 24th of May, when Eugenio Suarez hit the go-ahead home run, that's when I hopped onto this podcast alone and did that first mini-episode about how things were not looking good in the bullpen. You saw a lot of that, and now you're thinking you have a long-term solution or at least something to really help with this problem, so that's got to feel great. And, you know, there's always excitement when your team lands a big fish. Craig Kimbrell is a very big fish. We look at how important bullpens are in this day and age, and, I mean, they got the load. They signed Brandon Morrow before last year, a guy who was coming off a very good season with the Dodgers, but he was not a closer. They signed him to be a closer and he pitched very well when he was healthy, but you know, then he got hurt and he hasn't really played since mid last year. Now you landed an experienced closer, not only that, but the one who has the most saves in the majors right now. I mean if he keeps on this path, he's probably gonna be a Hall of Famer. And you certainly hope that he could continue to put up great numbers like he has throughout his career here in Chicago. And that's what they signed him to do, and I think that he's going to deliver. Like I said, it may may take a little time, but it'll be worth the wait when he does get it all together. You know, he's never been in this situation before, so it's new to him, something you don't see very often, so we just kind of have to give him a little bit of a grace period, I think. You want to see the command at least be there. You want to see the velocity, which did dip a little bit last year, but you want to see at least healthy velocity there. I know I read somewhere that people were watching him pitch this season when he was just working out and trying to keep shape and whatever, saying he looked electric, so, you know, that's good, right? When the official announcement is made, when Cubs Twitter posts it, When all the media members say it's official, then it's going to feel all the better. It feels great right now, but when it becomes official, oh, that is going to be a good feeling. And, you know, I'm recording this well before today's game with the Rockies. They're going for the sweep. It'd be cool if it was announced during the game and they put it on the big video board and everyone stands and cheers. That would be pretty neat. So we'll see when that actually happens, but it's going to be awesome. Craig Kimbrell is a Chicago Cub. It still feels surreal. It, it feels like a dream. There are so many guys on this team that I never would have imagined would have been Chicago Cubs a few years ago. If you would have told me Craig Kimbrell, Carlos Gonzalez, you Darvish, or heck, even Jason Hayward was going to be a Cub, I would have said you were crazy, or I would have said, wow, that, that feels like a dream. Because I remember all those years when Jason Hayward would kill the Cubs as a member of the Braves or the Cardinals. Uh, all those years of watching you Darvish you know, come up through the Rangers after coming from Japan and playing his rookie year and just looking electric or Craig Kimbrell converting all these saves. Thinking one day that they were going to be a Cub? It was hard to dream about. And Craig Kimbrell is just another one of those big names that Came here to Chicago. I mean, think about all those years when we watched bad Cubs teams take the field. And you just thought, well, can we at least be competitive this year? Can we at least get some decent players? We're living in an era where not only have we won a World Series, but we are landing the big fish. I mean, think about the mid-2000s before they got Alfonso Soriano before they kind of had that last surge under Jim Hendry before things went south after the 2008 NLDS. Yeah, you got some big trades in Aramis Ramirez. You got Greg Maddox back when he was older. But man, it, it, before the Alfonso Soriano deal, you saw a lot of big free agents go elsewhere. Not to Chicago. Now, it's like every year... The Cubs are either getting a big free agent, making a big trade, or being in the mix for somebody. I mean, this year, Craig Kimbrell. Last year, Yu Darvish. In 2017, they traded for Quintana. 2016, they signed Hayward and Zobrist. 2015, they signed John Lester. I mean, that's just such a great run of the Cubs getting their guy. I mean, when's the last time, could you say, the Cubs had a run like that where they kept getting their guy? Yeah, Andre Dawson handed the Cubs a blank check. Yeah, in 2003, you traded for Ramos Ramirez, like I said earlier. Yeah, you signed a few guys that once killed you but didn't do much, like Jeff Blauser in the 90s, but nothing like this. Nothing like this. So cherish it. Yeah, you know, maybe the last two years have been frustrating. Since we won a World Series, we expect... A World Series every year, we expect perfection, we expect 100 plus wins, even though we know 100 plus wins every year isn't realistic, we still subconsciously want perfection, and we're not always going to get it. But my goodness, if you would have told me when I was a kid that this is what it would be like to be a Cubs fan, I would take it in a heartbeat. Landing big free agents, making big trades, and winning a World Series, making multiple playoff runs consecutively. This is just a reminder for me to cherish it. I express frustration about the team when they're not winning. I expect greatness all the time, even though that's unrealistic. But this is still just awesome. And I wouldn't trade it for any of those bad years that I saw as a kid. I mean, a postseason run by the Cubs was rare. My my first memories of a postseason run was 2003. Then they had 2007, 2008, but they didn't win a single playoff game. And then from 2009 to 2014, oh, just bad, mediocre to really bad. You know, just losing season after losing season. And now things are very different. And you could hope that this window will stay open for some time. There's a lot of tough competition around them. They have the Brewers and the Cardinals in their own division. They have the Dodgers. They have, you know, if you, if you win a pennant, the American League boasts the Astros and the Yankees. But the fact that they're competing every year for division titles and playoff games and World Series titles, I mean, it's, it feels great. So that's pretty much all I have to say right now. We'll wait on when the Kimbrel signing becomes official. A reminder, you could listen to this podcast on iTunes.com. You could check out Cubby's Crib at Cubby'sCrib.com. You could also follow me on Twitter at ShyFanPat1 and follow Cubby's Crib on Twitter. They post all their content, their articles, blogs, all that good stuff on Twitter as well as Facebook and on their website. So, until next time, I'm Alex Pat. Have a great day and go Cubs!